Good evening. Welcome to all of you, and welcome to all who are listening on Torani Time and other platforms. First, on a technical note, if you could press the follow button to receive updates regarding our ongoing shiurim, and if you could please share this year with two friends to participate in Harpatz's Torah. We are a nation at war, a nation in turmoil, and there's a heavy feeling. Many of us feel laden by all of this. We're looking for some relief, some positivity, which explains almost the fascination when there is any heroic story or simply sweet story. For example, the story about the elderly woman in Afula who diverted the terrorist offering him coffee and cookies, thus giving time for the Tahal soldiers to track him down. We are enthralled by that story, not only by her heroism, but the sweetness of a Yiddish above at work. And I think it is because the news is so heavy that we look for these little sweet bubbles of positivity. But beyond bubbles of positivity, we really want some grand reversal towards positivity. And in this regard, a yid let mit the parsha, a Jew lives with the parsha, developing our parsha's Noah story, and Bezos Hashem bringing to light new revelations in familiar psukim, we will be inspired in this regard. I would like to start with the name Noah itself, as narrated in the psukim of last, in last week's parsha regarding his birth, and the build-up of the marble fiasco. The Torah is as follows in Barashas Parakeh, Pasuk Chavtes. By Yikra Shemo Noach Lamar, his father called him Noach, saying, Zeyenach Ameinu Mimaseinu Meitzvon Yodeinu Min Hadam Asher Eira Hashem. This child will bring settlement, or some Mepharshim translated as consolation, Zeyenach Ameinu. He will console us from the distress of our handiwork, working the accursed earth. What does this mean? He will relax the difficulty of working the ground. Rashi cites a medrash which believes that Noach invented the plow, thus making it easier to plow the ground. But the truth is it's a very disjointing, seemingly unresonant Pusik. This is his name. This is the man's identity. And what, what is his persona here? A plow inventor. One who engages in a mechanical device to facilitate agriculture. That does justice to the great Noach. Noach, the great founder of human civilization of B'nai Noach as we know it. The one who introduced morality to mankind with the Shevimitz B'nai Noach. Noah, the great caregiver who took care of all the animals in the animal kingdom, the first zoologist, you might say. He's captured, his neshama is captured by this seeming footnote in his life that he invented a plow. What is the deeper meaning here? I think the key is Rashi. Rashi comments regarding that pasuk. What does it mean that the earth was cursed? 
therefore, therefore, for this, and hence requiring his innovation. So Rashi explains that this is re- this is a reference to the curse following Chet Harisha. Adam's sin, as we are taught earlier in Parshas Bereshis, made the earth difficult to farm. And the truth is, Rashi's commentary resounds and rings powerfully in the in the wording of the pasuk, because this pasuk regarding Noah's relaxing the curse of the earth speaks about. Itzavon yadeno min adam asher ira Hashem, itzavon depression, working the accursed earth. And the same terminologies, itzavon depression and era cursed, appear explicitly in the curse of Adam Harishon earlier in Parshas Bereshis, when the Chumash says in so many words back in Parakimel, Pasuk Yitzayin, arura haadama bavurech beitzavon tochlani. You see the word curse. Arura and the word Itzavon appearing there, so there is no question that Rashi is sensitive to this textual reverberation that is interpreting the accursed state of the earth, which Noah was addressing, really is a reference to Chad The curse, the impact, the negative collateral damage, you might say, of Chad And we thus understand the deeper meaning, because Noah is really an autumn take too. He's going to be the new patriarch of mankind. And it is his role, his raison d'etre, his mission, to be a better father, to father a better mankind, a mankind who will not commit the same offenses which we find at the end of Parshas Bereshis. So his role as an Adam take too is captured, is iconicized by his creation of the plow, which diminished the curse of his predecessor, Adam. It is his role to diminish the effect of Adam's deed and to be a better patriarch and father a better mankind. That, in fact, does capture the essence of his soul and the essence of his mission and contribution. So this understanding of Noach's name, personifying Noach as a figure of truva, as an Adam take too, is significant and meaningful within itself. But I want to develop this further. There are more splendid discoveries which come to light when we take this a step further. Because with this in mind, now let's read the tail end of Parshas Bereshis, when it is describing the emergence of the sinful Dar Hamabu. And it speaks about these people's viral promiscuity, out-of-bound sort of behavior, which provokes HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself to say, I've had it, as he says in Bereshis, Paragvav, Pasukvav. And listen carefully with your sensitive ear to the word, wording of the Pasuk. Vayinachim Hashem ki osas ha'odom ba'aretz vayesyatse valibo. Hashem regretted having made man, and Hashem was depressed in his heart. Do you hear the reappearance of these same words? Yinachim and atseva? These words, which meant consolation from depression in the Noah case, here are applied in the sense of Hashem not finding consolation, but having a different sort of change of heart, a change of heart in terms of regret regarding the human project. Hashem was yinachem from having made man and hence turned depressed. So uncannily echoes of the Pusik regarding Noah's birth 
that Noach's birth is all about a nechama, a consolation from a state of atzeva, from a state of being depressed. It is the same words, but in an opposite connotation. While in the Noach case, there was a turning away from depression. Yinachamenu mi itzvon yudenu. In the case of Hashem's response to Dar Hamabu, it is a moving away towards depression. And it's particularly powerful when we realize that this catastrophe, which Hashem is having regret and depression over, is the staging ground of Noah's moment of glory. Noah, who is the figure of consolation from depression, is supposed to play his part in this world of, of Hashem's Nechama towards depression. Something is going on here. It seems that amidst a world of Hashem having a change of heart towards depression, Noah's role is to take that same attribute of Nechama, of change of heart, but to steer it in the opposite direction, to steer it and to steer the world away from depression. And let me explain what I mean. Very often when there's a horrible calamity, horrible as the calamity is, the calamity is actually rife with opportunity because a calamity changes the world. Former assumptions and former basises for security fall by the wayside. And now there's an opportunity for change. We can kind of take the vibes, the vibes of insecurity and change, and use that to steer us towards positive change. This is not to in any way justify the calamity, Chasmashal, but this is something positive which we could do. I'll give you one example. When we think about Jewish life today in a post-Holocaust world, it has oftentimes occurred to me that the pre-Holocaust world was a world of misogyny. Jews practiced Yiddishkeit for years and years exactly as they saw their fathers and mothers doing it. And it is, in fact, one of the great tragedies of the Holocaust that we lost that sense of Mesorah. Now we are all trying to find Yiddishkeit for ourselves, whether as Bali Chu or even Jews who grew up religious, without that same thousand-year-or-more tradition of a community. So that was a calamity. But, you know, we've learned to personalize Yiddishkeit. Instead of simply a religion of tradition, tradition, we've learned to find a Yiddishkeit which we personally identify with, which is not simply perpetuating what we saw our parents do, but a Yiddishkeit which speaks to us, a Yiddishkeit which, frankly, is fun, a Yiddishkeit which appeals to our personal needs and so forth. And it's well known many Yisrael, such as Rudiman said, if much of if, if many of the innovations today would have existed in the old country, many more people would have stayed from religious and committed. He spoke about summer camps. If we had he said if we had such a thing in Lita, we would he might be on the summer camps. He meant the Yiddishkeit, which wasn't just practice what your ancestors did, but the notion of Yiddishkeit can be fun and appealing to the younger generation as the great saying goes, you appreciate the heritage from your ancestors, own it for yourself. We have the ability to own it for ourselves. Well, this came through a certain vision that the loss of the world of Mesorah, tragic as it is, presented a certain opportunity. So here we have the concept that the spirit of change in the air at the time of a calamity can be steered in a positive direction. 
I want to suggest that what the Torah is conveying here through its echoing language, Hashem is Yinachem having a change of heart towards Atzeva. Noah is supposed to now bring about a change of heart away from depression. What that means is as follows. Noah has this ability to pick up on the vibes of Nechama, to pick up on the vibes of change, of change of heart, of spirit, of an interaction. And to say, while initially those divine vibes were catastrophic, it was Hashem pulling out the curtain of security, pulling out the carpet of security. It was Hashem saying, I've had it. That spirit of change in the air, I can do something positive with it in terms of mankind changing in a positive direction, creating a better world than there even was before Hamabal. A world now with Shev Mitzvahs, a world of, with the seven Noahide laws, a world of morality. We will be better people now. And I'm doing that. I'm creating that world by, so to speak, marshalling the forces of change in the air and steering them in a positive direction. That is the reason Datra of Noah in his very name. And that, it seems to me, is our obligation and our mission in a tumultuous world, especially in light of the present catastrophe. It is my fervent hope that when this crisis resolves itself, we will take the spirit of change, all the insecurity which we felt, and we will capitalize on it in terms of becoming changed people, a changed nation, a changed community whether in terms of the sense of identification we feel with other Jews, even Jews who are very different than us, and that this whole outpouring of unity during this time, whether it is in terms of the fragility of life which we are feeling right now, which can be a very positive force in terms of how we live our life and how we're over the Rebona Shalom, the knowledge life is short, short light is ten, tenu, life is tenuous, let's live it right, let's live every moment right, it's precious, we don't have it forever. And in so many other respects, catastrophic as the calamity is, if we will be able to take the spirit of change in the air, the spirit of insecurity in the air, and capitalize upon it towards pushing ourselves and our world in a changed, more positive direction, then we will be responding truly positively, much in the way of Noah. May we be Zoha to do this. May we see positivity on all levels resulting from this overwhelming catastrophe. May we see Yeshua, Yisrael, Bimheira, Bimeinu, Amen. Just a reminder on the technical front, if you could please press the follow button to receive ongoing updates regarding our Shiurim. And if you could please share this year with two friends to participate in Havatzah's Torah. Thank you very much.